good Wednesday morning. Sunny 80 for a high today. Uh, clinging on to those not quite summer-like temps, but the transition. We got a, a number of different things outside of information that uh, we're going to be throwing at you today with the half-price deals, uh, the private viewing, uh, the showing at Alamo Draft House that we're going to be doing coming up in November, uh, Godfather's Pizza Party, uh, and then we have the limited edition Trump edition of KSGF bumper stickers that you can get your hands on today. That is going to be 7 to 9 this morning while they last at Ming Auto Beauty Center, uh, which is, you know, where Scramblers is. It's it's on uh, the other side of National, uh, just a little bit to the east. Uh, I, I forget the exact address. I had it written down yesterday. But uh, Ming Auto Beauty Center, if you go by there, then you can get yourself one of the limited edition. Do we? I meant to grab one of those stickers so we could post what it looks like and... Show it on Facebook Live. Do we have one laying around somewhere? Ooh, I know go, we do. He, I'll go he, hunt one down. Okay. Uh, the address is oh, 1273 East Republic Street. Go. Write that down. Remember it. Write her down. Ming Auto Auto Beauty Center. Again, that's 7 to 9. You can also get registered if you want for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro. We thought, oh, we'll do that as well. Um, I know that you can easily go to ksgf.com and register that way. But, yeah, just, hey, why not? Uh, and someone will be specifically – we're not going to throw these entries in with the uh, KSGF.com entries. These will be separate entries with a separate winner. So that gives you an opportunity to win that. In addition to getting the limited Trump KSGF sticker, limited edition, and we'll get a hold of one of those, and Sarah will post it so you can see what it looks like. I think that you're going to like it. I'm sure many of you can visualize what it looks like already in your mind, or if you cannot, when you see it, you'll go, oh, now I get it. And others will, too. Might be an invitation to have your car vandalized. <laughs> because we know how the left behaves when they see something or hear something that they don't like. It is absolutely remarkable, though it, should, I, it shouldn't be. Given the consistency of this administration taking the most absurd positions, there are certain areas that one would think this is such a no-brainer, such a no-brainer, some with much larger implications than others. And we've talked about these on now a smaller scale. At the time, it wasn't. And to the people that were touched and still suffering, it, it wasn't. But um, Palestine, Ohio, the train derailment, which the president still has not visited. That was such a no-brainer situation for a party that embraces environmentalism to the point of of radicalism yet they you know so you would think okay here is an actual legit everyone can agree environmental situation and they dismiss it they downplay it they act like it's no big deal tell people drink the water you'll be fine they say oh yeah the president will come he never goes 
the situation in Hawaii, the, I'll say, successful attempt of not just the administration, but also uh, the media to get people to forget that any of that even happened. And that, again, it's just a no-brainer. Now, Biden did go, but of course, he cracked jokes and talked about playing football. And, you know, I, I mean, it's clear we all know why he's not allowed generally to attend these events. But nonetheless, it they you know, these... There was another situation in which it took him forever, and, and the reaction of the White House appeared to be not a reaction to the the event itself, but a reaction to the reaction of their lack of reaction, if you understand what I'm saying here. So in other words, they're like, oh, people just shut up. Quit your whining already. You people you know, want us to go to, fine, fine, we'll do it. We'll get the president there. The the spy apparatus on the communist Chinese, that um, the, the position, that it was just such a no-brainer, such a no-brainer, and how to address and, and, and deal with that situation. And instead, they uh, default to the benefit of the communist Chinese, not the American people. And now the one, that this is the, the area that I, I believe is going to be an eye-opener for a lot of Americans who are perhaps sympathetic to the Biden administration, supporters of the administration, but it is this absolute refusal to refreeze that $6 billion for Iran. This, ref this again, no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. Which I believe is part of the reason that you see some in the media continue to ask about it because I think even those, again, that are sympathetic to the administration, even if you're sympathetic to Iran, you think, well, you clearly have to demonstrate that you don't want to help fund terrorism. And so you say, we're going to refreeze that money. And they just are absolutely refusing to do so. Refusing. And the question that continues to get asked as if there's going to be some different answer is, are you going to, you know, what about freezing it? What about freezing it? The question that needs to be asked is, why aren't you? That, that needs to be the, the question. Why? What possible reason, what benefit comes from Allowing Iran, which has fully acknowledged, yeah, this is us. It's, you know, we're, we're behind this. And by the way, it's further, you've got the supreme leader of Iran that's saying, oh, they ain't seen nothing yet. I, I mean, it, it's not like they're going, oh, uh, we went a little too far on this one. The question that needs to be asked by journalists to this administration is why not what why are you so insistent on making sure iran has access to the six plus billion dollars they are at the same time and we've got some audio of uh different white house spokespersons and they're like not one dollar has gone to terrorism as if that's the point we all know the fungibility aspect of it, but even if you didn't have that in play, we're going to continue to reward a country like Iran as they are fully acknowledging. 
that they are behind these atrocities. This does give us insight into what for so many of us could not comprehend as we would grow up and learn about Hitler and the Nazis. And you think, if I could travel back in time, it would be fascinating to go and try and figure out how on earth it was that normal people, the banality of evil, how normal people not only stood by and, and said nothing and defended the Jewish people, but actually were supportive of what the Nazis were doing, justified it. Because that's exactly what we're watching play out today. This is no different. The only difference is, you know, when we think about Nazis, we visualize the camps that were liberated and all of the victims of the camps. But that wasn't known until the liberation, right? It's not like the internet today where everyone knew that that was going on. People, of course, who would walk by them, who lived in Germany, that's you know a, di a different situation. But as I'm sure you've heard noted, the difference between what the Nazis did now and the Nazis Hamas today are doing is the you know, Hitler, they, they tried to hide what they were doing um, because they knew. In terms of marketing, probably wouldn't fare very well for them. Uh Whereas today, they want it on full display. They want the world to see this horror. Arguably, the sympathizers of Hamas today are worse than the sympathizers to the Nazis then. Because at least one could argue, prior to the liberation of camps and the lead up to that, there was a lack of full understanding as to exactly what was happening. There's no lack of understanding here. And it's amazing that you have, politically speaking, in this country, the people that are the first ones to point fingers and call people that they disagree with Nazis are actually out there openly supporting Nazis, I mean, they're they're cut from the same cloth, behaving in the same manner, doing the exact same things. It's amazing how we can look back so critically on history and wonder how on earth could people have done how how could the New York Times have downplayed what was going on? Well, look at the media today in dealing with this. The media, how they try and make it seem as if, well, sure, the terrorists, uh, of course we condemn that. But look at what the Jews are doing. Look at the horrors that they're unleashing. They have these people trapped. This is, uh, this is a repeat of history of what we saw in this country and in others. 
And th- this is how it happened. So I-, I suppose, if anything, what while we still may not be able to comprehend it, and incidentally, it doesn't mean that every deci- you know we we tend to want to uh, categorize as you know one side as infallible, never making a mistake, and the other. But there is a moral right and a moral wrong. And recognizing that doesn't mean that you're justifying every single action that the Israelis are taking or that you're saying that they never make mistakes. So that's what they want to do. They want you to believe that if they can point to and go, well, they shouldn't have done this, then that means all of a sudden they're just as bad as the terrorists. Well, that's not reality, is it? We'll have some of the audio coming up. Oh. 7.35, thereabouts. Dinesh D'Souza is going to join us. He has a new film coming out called Police State. And, oh, my gosh. Just the trailer itself. Um, And and you and I, we, we know we have somewhat of an understanding of how we have become a police state. And that's one of the points that the film makes is that this isn't about, oh, what is going to come if we don't stop it. We're there. We are there. We are in a country where you can be sitting around with your wife, your husband, your kids. You're eating after you just said a prayer, and all of a sudden, uh, your door gets knocked down, and and gun wielding federal agents come storming in. uh, You know, all because you prayed outside an abortion clinic. Essentially, you weren't. you, You know, you're not a left winger. We're we're we are here. And there is a limited showing in Springfield of, uh, I believe there's two showings of his film coming up in a couple of weeks. And we will talk with him coming up just after 7.30, after that 7.30 break this morning. So if you do miss any of it, of course, we will have it in the on-demand section at ksgf.com. Latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. A group of Senate Republicans, including Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt, are calling on the Biden administration to refreeze the $6 billion in funds for Iran that is part of a deal for the release of five American prisoners. In a letter, they say although the money is for humanitarian aid, it, quote, allows the Iranian regime to reallocate even more funds to supporting terrorism. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says that no money from that deal has been spent yet and is closely regulated by the Treasury Department. The Mississippi River has reached its lowest water levels ever. The National Weather Service finds that the river is 11.1 feet lower than normal. Farmers may have to pay more to get their crops to grocery stores, which may pass those costs on to you. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 80 today, 59 tonight, tomorrow sunshine, 78. Good question on the American Transmissions talk and text line. Everything this administration is doing very reminiscent reminiscent of the Obama administration, very pro-Muslim countries, going to be pulling the strings. It's from Hank in Florida. First off, hey, Hank. Secondly, I don't believe, and I could be wrong on this. Obama could be daily briefed and daily directing things. I, I don't think that is what's happening. The reason that there is so much in terms of similar approach is because all of the, the the folks that are behind the scenes, some that even aren't behind the scenes, that are the decision makers, they are from the Obama administration. And given that Biden, 
I think that most people recognize ultimately he's not calling the shots. You have people calling the shots that are from the Obama administration. Uh, They're all cut from the exact same cloth. And frankly, I don't even know, recognizing to the degree that these people are allowed to direct things. It does make me wonder how, you know, how many of the decisions that were made during the Obama years were was actually this executive decision made by Obama telling them what to do as opposed to them coming to him and saying, here's what we need to do, and him just saying, oh, okay. I don't know, and it could have very well been a mixed bag. And it could have been uh, a shared responsibility. Uh, People on the left, I think that most of us, again, have learned to recognize over time, they are pretty much like a, a hive mind. There isn't a lot of variation in approach. There's not a lot of critical thinking. There isn't um, a lot of intellectual exercise. It's all very cut and paste. And so when you craft that sort of culture, that is an echo chamber. I don't know how much of a difference it really makes who's in charge because you are not going to really get a varying degree of ideas to approach and that makes it easier for them, uh, I would argue, you know, just to to issue the dictates that are issued because they're all, you know, again, it's that hive mind where they are all on the same page. And and uh, so I think ultimately and by the way, particularly when it comes to issues of an international nature. It isn't as if when a Republican gets in charge. Now, Trump, obviously, the reaction to to Trump's presidency demonstrated he was a bit different. But it's not as if, um, let's say Bush, for example, in the more modern era, uh, had completely cleaned out all of these people and got all new with a completely different mindset. When you look at the approach to the Middle East, and uh, North Korea is a tremendous example, and, and dealing with the bad players, really the approach to a large degree, has always been similar in dealing with the bad guys, uh, other than when Trump came into power. And it's one of the reasons why, regardless of Republican or Democrat president, uh, Kim Jong-un or his father, Kim Il-sung, or that was his grandfather, Kim Jong-il, his father, any of the the Kims, uh, they all pretty much behave the exact same way, no matter whether it was a Republican or Democrat president, except for Trump. In the Middle East, that's why uh, the march towards peace was irrelevant and non-existent through Republicans and Democrats until, again, Trump came into place, and then that changed. Uh, it's why Putin um, you know, advanced into countries that he believed belonged to Russia uh, through different administrations. You know, Georgia was a country that he had... In- Invaded parts of during the Bush administration. And then, of course, the Crimean Peninsula uh, of Ukraine under Obama. Now, of course, given Biden and Ukraine, the, you know, the, the northern 
body of Ukraine um, as opposed to the Crimean Peninsula. But Trump, of course, it stopped. And so you can it, it when you look at that four years of Trump and just the outcomes were so different for the better. I think we can all agree. Now, the left, if they were forced to acknowledge that and some establishment Republicans, of course, they would try to claim that it really didn't have anything to do with Trump. He just got lucky. See, <laughs> well, I'll take that luck all day long, wouldn't you? I mean, if, 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 if Trump just happened to get lucky and every previous and now post-president just got really unlucky, you know what? I'll wear that lucky sweater any day. Bring it on back. Because whatever it was, luck, skill, street smarts, talent, whatever, stars align, it was working. American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Coming up between 7 and 9 at Ming Auto Beauty Center on Republic Road, uh, Houston. Our promotions guy, he is going to be there with our limited edition Trump KSGF stickers or Trump editions of the ksgf stickers for your vehicles or wherever you would like them you can also get registered for lunch bunch at retro metro so that will be coming up and we'll get sarah's trying to track down one of the stickers so we can show you what they look like i know we've got a bunch of them somewhere uh, but uh we'll show you what that looks like coming up here in just a couple of moments traffic update i'm nick reed Buying your home, selling your home, massive decision for a lot of people. I'd say most people. Biggest financial commitment you're going to make. And it's not just a financial commitment. That's where you live. I mean, you're there all the time. Your family's there. If you have family, if you've got kids, they're there. And if you've got young kids, this is the place that's going to formulate their memories. It's a huge decision. Yet... Oddly enough, people will randomly choose a person to help them with that biggest decision ever. Get on social media, looking for realtor, anyone, no one, and then they, oh, here's 80 different random names. That helps. I'm personally recommending Emily Johnson House Theory Realty, as so many others do. Big decision. She's great at what she does, and her motivations are to make sure that you get what you want at the best price possible. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 80 today, 59 tonight, sunshine 78 tomorrow. All right, between 7 and 9, uh, our very own Houston is going to be at Ming Auto Beauty Center, where you can get registered for... Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro, but also get your hands-on limited edition Trump edition KSGF stickers. Uh, do we have one so we can show we people? Do. Yep. So if you're on Facebook Live, you should be able to see yeah, it. Yeah, pull it down just a little bit. There you Is go. Perfect. Yes. So you can see on Facebook Live uh, what it looks like. Um, and so there you have it. I guess I don't really need to say anything else about it so that that is the limited edition trump sticker uh now if you aren't on facebook live and you're like well what does it look like it is our what hold it up again so i can look at it (laughs) well i know the trump part okay so it's got the 1041 ksgf and it is the the um coloring of it is as if there's a flag behind it and then you have over the top cascading over the 1041 ksgf logo is the Trump hair. 
So I think that you'll like it. And uh, those of you who are watching it on I'll put Facebook, a photo on our yeah, social we media there we as go. well. There we go. Yeah, so that will be 7 to 9 at Ming Auto Beauty Center. Which Houston had better get here soon. Yeah, he better. Yeah, he's got to pick up the old... Well, I guess is everything loaded up into the <laughs> yeah. old KSGF Nitro. Oh, okay. Well, then he's got plenty of time. Oh, there he is, in fact, everyone. Yeah, we're just talking about you. We're just dogging you. <laughs> we were showing the sticker so people uh, um, can see what it is that they're going to get. All right. And there are quite a few. So if you... You know, it's 7 o'clock that you can start going by and if come eight o'clock you're thinking well they're going to be out we do have quite a few and that being said i don't know how how many of you are gonna show up to grab one we will let you know if we do run out of them coming up 735 dinesh d'souza his new film which is going to have limited showing here in springfield two showings uh police state we will talk with him about that okay now the one thing that the uh, White House seems to take these stances that are at just so clearly not going to benefit them politically. In addition to that, it is confusing to, I think, normal people as to why they take the position. So in other words, it's one thing if you take a position, but you are, you, you know, it's a moral high ground position, uh, and you know that you it's going to be unpopular, but it's the right thing to do. Now, this, I would argue, most people would think that's not the case. And that is the refusal to freeze the $6 billion to Iran, given that Iran has fully taken credit for the war in Israel. And it's not just a war. It's beyond a war. They're finding piles of dead babies. With that, that are decapitated. They are live streaming rapes and tortures and murders. The, the, these are the, this is where the attempt to equate, to, to make it seem as if, well, you know, the Israelis are doing it too. The Israelis have been not only warning the Palestinian citizens. They have been providing maps on exit routes for them while Hamas, the terrorists, specifically were seeking out citizens to torture, to rape, to murder. The disgusting nature of some of these people trying to act as if the, the, they are equivalent, the approach between the two. It would be much easier, and Israeli lives, the lives of Israeli soldiers, would be saved if they decided, well, we'll just level that whole place. But they are going to instead, in an effort to save as many innocent Palestinian lives as possible, they are going into it knowing that they are going to be losing Israeli lives. They are going to be losing some of their own. But they are going to do that. They are doing that so that as many innocent Palestinians can be saved. You realize that when it comes to the actual approach and the treatment of the Palestinian people, the Israelis 
are demonstrating they care more about the lives than the Palestinians care about the Palestinian lives. For years and years and years, the approach that the terrorists have taken is to put military targets, legitimate military targets, next to hospitals, next to nurseries, next to schools, because they purposefully want, they are trying to get their own people killed so that they can then, with their partners in the media, portray the Israelis as these barbaric individuals that are just killing sick Palestinians and children. The Israelis are the ones that are making the calculated decision to sacrifice their own lives in an effort to try and not have Palestinian civilians harmed, while the terrorists, Hamas, the ones that are supposed to be fighting on behalf of these people, willingly put them in harm's way. That's reality. No one denies that reality. Yet the White House, with Iran behind this, refuses to refreeze this funding. And they keep talking about the fact that they can refreeze this funding as if, you know, somehow, well, there's no need to worry because we're really going to make sure that Iran is held responsible and, and we're going to use that mechanism to keep them in line. But you're not. A couple of exchanges, uh, this one of them yesterday with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on this very issue. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock for them to get in exchange for the prisoners? We have not yet had a dollar of that six billion spent and I will leave it at that. But will you refreeze it based on this activity that you've just laid out all of the ways that they are complicit in this? You, the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction that we would stop that down. I understand the position that you guys have that not a dollar of this has been spent but will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to you know do, do what they that you just laid out. Let me just reiterate what I said because it's unequivocal. Not a dollar of that money has been spent and I will leave it at that. This stubbornness and we, there is a consistent stubbornness to default on the side of the bad guy by this administration. And we're seeing it once again. The of course, again, ludicrous notion that financially allowing them access to this $6 billion is somehow not going to help fund terrorism. Aside, put that aside for a moment. Let's just say somehow magically it would not help terrorism, despite the fact that everyone, even Iran, leader of Iran told Lester Holt, uh, we're going to use this money for whatever we want. That aside, so, okay, so what? They still don't deserve to be, you know, to, to, if we have the ability, look at, so we put sanctions on uh, Russia. We took steps to financially hurt them. 
why not Iran? How is it that we can justify putting the financial screws to Russia, even though one could have easily said, well, none of the money that we would put sanctions in place uh, regarding Russia, uh, there's no proof that those dollars uh, would or are directly going to fund the invasion of Ukraine. They could have easily said that. What is it that they are so desperate to protect about Iran? Why is it that they so desperately want Iran to have this money? Going to get a traffic update more on this. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, one custom car care. I'll have your car care needs. Winter will be here before you know it. Check that defrost. Defrost is more than just having air blow up on your windshield. Um, there are aspects to it that while you think it, it should be working, you're like, well, hey, it seems to be blowing air, but it's not actually doing the job. And, and it's not a comfort issue. We're talking about a safety issue then. And, of course, your tires, your alignment. There's so many aspects of your vehicle that are designed to help keep you safe, not just comfortable, but safe when it comes to winter uh, driving. And that will be here before you know it. So I recommend that you do that old checkup there with A1 Custom Car Care. There was a another, I played audio, Jake Sullivan, um, you know, not one dollar's been spent. Well, we can at any time, if Iran starts to act up, we can at any time refreeze the $6 billion. This apparently, this behavior, the admission by Iran that they have been responsible ultimately for directing this, this war against Israel, that isn't crossing the line for this administration. There was a, an exchange, Associated Press reporter Matt Lee with the state with a State Department spokesperson, and it was very similar in nature. This is an administration that has made the decision that their best approach in defending and protecting Iran regarding the six billion dollars is to continue with not one cent has been used, not one cent has been used. They're also at, they're, they're trying to some degree blame the Trump administration, noting that, well, those accounts, you know, they were set up under Trump. Mm, okay, but Iran did not have access to them. See, that's, that's the important difference here. That's ultimately what matters. I thought I'd play some audio because it was some actual reporting as to the reality of what is going on. I saw in uh, one of the entities that dictates media coverage in in Canada, uh, it was revealed they were instructing their reporters not to call the terrorists terrorists. You know, we don't want to be too hard on them after all. This was a report from a BBC reporter as to really truly what is going on 
regarding the the Israelis in the counteroffensive in the defense of their country as they try and and get Hamas out of the area. Last night also the Israeli army uh, sent warning and video messages to people uh, in northern Gaza and in south and in the middle. They asked them to leave some specific areas. They draw a map for the people. They show them exactly where the area which Israel is going to target. Uh, and they asked them to leave to uh, areas more uh, secure. This incidentally is not a new approach. This is something that the Israelis are known to do, though perhaps not to the world because the media, of course, censors information that might give people a true idea as to what's going on here, and that is they've always given even though they've known that they are giving up the element of surprise to the enemy. They ahead of time message in any way possible Palestinian people to tell them, sometimes even a time frame, we're going to hit this area at this time, here's mapping, go to these areas, these are areas that we're not going to be targeting at this time. They give away the game plan, all to protect as many Palestinian civilians as possible. Again, juxtapose that to the approach from the Palestinians, which is to horrifically seek out innocent people for torture. Not just torturing them, but there are increasing instances of them where they will take the victim and they will call the family members while they torture, mocking and laughing as their loved one listens to it on the other end, uploading the killing of these individuals to their own social media sites, to the victims, so that their families see this, their friends see this. You think about the horrific irony of the people at that concert that were there for peace. And I imagine most, you know, generally with an event like that, there are individuals who, who are sympathetic to the Palestinian cause and who in their minds have themselves convinced that these really aren't that bad of people and that you can reason with them and that if you simply just let them uh, live the way that they want to live, all this will go away. And those people were specifically targeted by the people that in reality they're defending. I mean, what what a, a snapshot of the entire relationship between those who understand reality versus those who think that you can negotiate with evil to have people at a peace concert specifically targeted and attacked by the very people that in their minds can be negotiated with, can be reasonable. I mean, it really is as if hell has opened up right here on earth and we're watching it unfold before our very eyes as if the earth cracked open and winged demons have flown out and are just on a mission to, to 
to destroy, to torture, to kill as, as many human lives as possible. And the attempt to fight back. The, this battle. I think more than any battle, oftentimes you, know, you, you get these wars and it's over land and you're like, well, I can, you know, yeah, they shouldn't have done it, but I, you know, understand their, their, their intellectual argument and, and, um, this is just evil, evil for the sake of evil. We're seeing interesting alliances, though it does not surprise me, probably not you. Increasingly, numerous Black Lives Matter organization are openly siding with the terrorist in this attack on Israel. That in the next hour.